Hey, it's D, and in today's podcast, we're going to be going over why 2020 is going to be the best year for type 2 diabetics beyond any other year in the past and how and why it's only going to get better. So let's just get right into it. Hi. My name is Davis, and I'm part of a group you've probably never heard of. We can't be defined by the mainstream as together we're the face of a movement. And because we all know that what type 2 diabetes can do to us and the people that we love, we want all the possibilities to live in the life that we deserve. Since we're fighting for ourselves, the people that we love, and for one another, we have to play the game different. We have to play the game smarter. Because the faster we spread our message and help each other out, the faster we're saving lives. The faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families. And the faster we're saving families, the faster people just like you and I change the world forever. So if no one's ever told you, let me be the first to tell you right now that you have every single right to live in the life that you've always wanted, that you have every single thing that it takes within you to crush type 2 diabetes on your own terms, and don't ever let anyone take that from you. Now, if you ask someone stuck in the past, they tell you what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day, all because we chose life over type 2, and these are our stories. Now, on a personal note, since we know what works for everybody is different, do not use any of this information to treat, cure, or diagnose type 2 diabetes or any other metabolic condition as any and all changes must come from your doctor's care. I'm simply sharing what's taken me from a total diet failure since I was a kid, then turned morbidly obese and diagnosed type 2 diabetic and ultimately told that I'd probably end up dying the same way that my grandfather did to completely turning everything around and now sharing everything in the hopes to save as many lives and the hopes to save as many families that deal and struggle with the same metabolic condition that I have. So if you haven't already, go ahead and like, subscribe, share this information, and let's get on with the show. Hey, it's Davis. Are you a type 2 diabetic? Have you ever gone from like diet to diet, you know, with like these different ups and downs, and in the end, you just wanted the freedom to be yourself, right? Or maybe you're like me, where you've, you know, gone online, and you watch all these other people, like Facebook groups, or on the internet, or whatever, completely turn a page, turn their lives around, and you're like wondering, like, Man, when's it finally going to be my turn, right? Look, if any of this sounds familiar to you, for you, I've made a 21-day free blood sugar challenge. That's right. It's a free 21-day blood sugar challenge, and you can get it right now at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. That's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. In it, I reveal all kinds of stuff that you'll probably never see anywhere else. Everything from like the highlighter trick that I use to completely shortcut the success behind a lot of these different type 2 diabetes diets out there without any of the headache, the strain, or any of the pressure, and really the stalls and the breakups that a lot of these other people are going through with those diets, right? At the same time, I show you everything from like how I lost my first 75 pounds without any drugs, exercise, or any hardcore dieting whatsoever, and I even show you the three-step A1C shortcut, and you can get it all right now for free at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Again, that's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Awesome. So let's do this. So yeah, I mean, here's, here's the deal, right? And so it's super, super different today, even just like versus last year, right? So depending on when you're listening to this, I'm actually recording this here in December, 2019, and we're about to embark on 2020, whole new decade, whole new everything. And here's what's crazy. Okay. For type two diabetics, I sincerely believe that it's not only going to be the best year, but that it's only going to get better. And here's why. Let me give you some context. Okay. So when I was first diagnosed, gosh, it was maybe, I think 2011, 2012 now. And, um, you know, right after getting diagnosed, a buddy of mine by the name of David introduced me to some documentaries online. Okay. And, you know, back then it was on Netflix and the only type of documentary you can get your hands on, at least back then on Netflix, it was all vegan stuff. 
Okay. And at the time I was totally, um, you know, I was on, um, quarantine. I couldn't, uh, you know, long story short, I hadn't, um, you know, a big, uh, a big infection in my leg blew up, took my entire leg. They wanted to admit me to the hospital. I basically just asked the doctor, Hey, look, you know, if you're just going to have me sitting around watching TV while these, you know, antibiotics take over, can you please just let me go home? I can watch TV at home, you know, cause if you're just gonna have me sitting around, no big deal. Long story short, he gets me home and I binge watched on everything. Okay. Everything I got my hands on because I was basically stuck. I had to right now. One of these documentaries that really, really, really inspired me. Actually, there's a few of them to be totally honest. You know, there's like the Gerson miracle. Um, and then one of them that really, really got me was a documentary by the name of simply raw. Okay. If you've never heard of it, I um, you know, like, I don't know if you've probably heard, but you know, like the term reversing type two diabetes, you know, it's, it, it has gained popularity and some people have actually kind of shied away from it. Personally, I kind of shied away from it and I'll tell you why here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, that was actually the first, uh, you know, time that I've ever heard of that was back in like 2011, 2012. Um, and because, you know, the, it was called simply raw reversing like diabetes or diabetic symptoms within 30 days, you know, and they did this with both type one and type two diabetics. Okay. And, you know, long story short, what really connected me to the movie, to be totally honest, wasn't even so much of the diet that they were doing as much as it was the people and the empathy. And you could see that they cared and that, that, you know, they really just wanted to be there for one another, you know, really, really good documentary. If you've never seen it, I suggest you check it out. Um, and anyway, um, that's really what kind of sparked me when I saw people, you know, people really and honestly, genuinely caring for one another. I was like, man, like I gotta be a part of that, you know? So I jumped in. Okay. I jumped in and, uh, you know, long story short, if you, uh, you know, if you know my story or whatever, it, it blew up in my face, um, had high triglycerides, high blood sugar. Um, I did not eat any animal products whatsoever. In fact, during that 90 days that I went vegan, uh, because one of the other documentaries that really inspired me was a documentary called, uh, you know, fat, sick and nearly dead with Joe cross. I like his work. I still like his work a lot to this day. Um, you know, he was, uh, you know, he did a juice fast, you know, I think he did it for like, I think 60 or 90 days. And, you know, so I ended up doing one I ended up doing for, so out of that 90 days, my first 30 days, I did strictly juicing. I had no, uh, you know, solid foods whatsoever. Um, you know, didn't eat anything. And to be totally honest, I probably would have gone a little bit longer, but you know, by the end of that 30 days, my wife was like, dude, come on. Like you got to eat something like, you know, I was totally alienating my family. So just like anyone else, sure, let's do it, you know? And so anyways, um, I did that and, and it kind of blew up in my face, you know? And, um, it was weird because the connection of the people at the time, it was almost like folklore, you know, it was like, you knew it was possible. You saw these other people doing it, but it was almost like, that's just something that you saw in a movie, right? Even though it was like a true story and stuff, you're like, you know, and to be totally honest, it wasn't all rainbows, which I really love and respect out of the, you know, for the people in the movie, because I think one of the people, they actually quit in the middle of it. You know, they're just like, no, I can't do this. You know, and I'm not going to do this and I'm getting out of here, you know? Um, and, um, you know, which is really, really awesome. Cause I think that that level of vulnerability and that level of honesty is something that I think that a lot of people are even still missing today. Um, and so I, 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 you can't help but res, you know, respect that, you know, well, anyway, um, you know, after that I had then, you know, basically just kind of went sideways after it completely blew up in my face, went sideways. And after that, 
Um, this happened. This went on for a couple of years. And I'm, I'll tell you why. This is all. I'm really kind of going to try to shortcut. You know, about a good seven and a half years of you know messing around to try to like um, show you how and why it's not only be better, but you won't have to go through the same things that I did. Okay. So long story short, after the vegan thing blew up in my face, and nothing wrong with vegan. Um, I actually talk about how and why I can easily do that now. Although I I really like eating animal stuff, to be totally honest, like you know chicken and stuff, uh, beef, whatever. But anyways. Um, you know, so I basically it blew up in my face, caused me to go sideways. Cause at the time, like, keep in mind, like this was the first time in my entire life that I ever done a diet and I actually stuck through and it actually, it still failed, you know? Um, and I only say that because, you know, basically since the age of nine, I was total diet failure. Okay. Long story short, this went on for a couple of years. I really just didn't care Threw everything out the window. And, uh, it wasn't until my provider at the time, gave me hands down one of the best gifts she could have ever given me. In fact, I'd, I'd be lying through my teeth if I didn't admit to you right now that I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Okay. So anyways, I do that and, uh, she gives me the talk and it wasn't really even a talk. It was more like 30 seconds to like a minute and a half of her getting so frustrated and because I, I just didn't want to listen, I wasn't taking care of myself. She worked with my wife, I think ultimately like 12 or 14 years. Like she was more like a big sister uh, to my wife and I more than she was, you know, my provider, you know? And so she watched my kids grow up and yeah, she just, because I wasn't, I loved her, but because I wasn't listening and like really following directions because I was like, Hey, look, like. I went as far as not eating food and I still failed. Like, you know, you can tell me about a diet, shmiat, whatever, but whatever, dude. Like I never had a heart to tell her though, but I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I, I literally ate no food. And then I did, well, you know, raw vegan, like the high, the hardest diet I've ever tried. And I didn't, I didn't go hundred percent raw. I did have some, um, some nut butters and some nuts and they do no roast those and, you know, preparing them. So I was just like, you know, I'm not going to do this. And so she ends up giving me the talk, right? Which is really just, like I said, a whole barrage of questions. Like, you know, what's going to be like when, you know, your son is, you know, like going to graduate and you're deaf or you're blind or your daughter's going to graduate and everybody goes to stand and clap, but you can't cause you're in a wheelchair or what's going to be like when they get married, you know, there's nothing but a picture of your face on a table. And she got so ticked off. She was like, you know, what? if you're not going to listen to me, maybe you'll listen to your wife, you know, ask her what it's like you know, to, to, for these people to come in every single day in the office and what it's like for them to go through all this stuff. And, and she basically just like leaned into me, um, out of love and sincerity and out of frustration, you know? And anyways, um, after that I had, uh, I was like, you know what? Okay. And, um, I don't want to get too, too into that. Cause I, I do go into that, um, as far as the 21 day challenge. Um, and so long story short, I took my first step. I got into, you know, slow carb, Okay, I ended up buying uh, you know, Tim Ferriss' four-hour body, uh, the slow-carb, did the slow-carb diet. Um, actually, I didn't even start, I didn't even buy the book because of the diet. I actually booked, bought it because of you know fat loss and muscle gain and all this other stuff. And after playing with just a couple of ideas and actually getting some results, I was like, hey, like maybe there's something to this, you know? Like, and so anyways, I tried the diet portion of the book. And it started me on the path. You know, I, I got, uh, I got some stuff. It wasn't, you know, like crazy, you know, off the wall millionaire overnight or anything like that, but it was something, you know, and then that led me to paleo. Um, and then, you know, I spent some time in the paleo world and I really started to nerd out, you know, as goofy as it sounds like I was that guy, I was basically the token fat kid. And because of that, you know, token fat kid, part of the fat jokes, I had a really low self-esteem, um, high insecurity, 
And a lot of times I would drown my feelings and emotions and things that I had tied with food and other things, you know? So like long story short, I was, you know, when I was like really, really little, I was, you know, the fat kid on a BMX bike. And then I got really good at street, you know, video games and like played, you know, like Super Mario Brothers and like Street Fighter 2. And then, um, you know, even in like high school, I, I nerded out and got into like martial arts and stuff like that. And it really allowed me to like immerse myself in a world that had nothing to do with people where they knew me like school or something like that, you know, although like I think two kids went to the same school. Um, and so anyways, um, it really allowed me to like nerd out, you know, and I really kind of like started getting deep and like, you know, Hey, like here are the effects, right. Of like, you know, when you eat, um, you know, things that are processed, right. They have all these crazy chemicals, everything from like, you know, excess water retention and excess fat retention. They slow down the metabolism, you know, cause everything from like cancer and tumors and rats and, you know, all this other stuff and going back, basically when they say paleo, it's basically like going back to eating like you're out of the paleolithic era. Right. So before foods were GMO, before mass production, you know, had really kind of taken over and started to turn foods into, you know, what we see today. Right. Getting just kind of like into the simplicity of things. Um, and, you know, the deeper that I went, it was almost like it was kind of weird because it was like, um, you know, you see some of these people and they're arguing with each other and they're both doing paleo. Okay. Like they're on the same team and it started to get really weird. I first kind of saw this in the vegan side where, you know, like, you know, you'd kind of get like these diet know-it-alls, you know, like I'm more vegan, I'm more diety than you, you know, like I'm, I'm more hardcore vegan than you or whatever, uh, between like the vegans and the vegetarians, you know what I mean? And they'd like throw all these like weird, like moral curveballs at each other, which I get some of it. And some of it's just really not my business. So I just get away from it, you know, but then I started to see that again, in like the whole paleo thing, you know what I mean? And, um, they're arguing about like, you know, purple yams and Okinawa in like the 1800s versus like, you know, what people ate in central America in like the 1400s versus like the paleolithic era as a filter of, you know, what you can eat today. You know I mean? Dude, common sense is just get away from crap that's processed. And it's been like GMO'd over time, you know, like, Super, super simple. And um, I, I basically, after nerding out and getting really, really deep into that stuff, um, I started to take my insecurities out and just going deep on the information. And I wanted to, by this time, I really kind of like, you know, heard about like, you know, that show, The Biggest Loser and like how and why they don't have any reality or, you know, re, uh, reunion shows and Um, You know, it's because like after like extreme dieting, they slow down their metabolism so much, right? That by the time that they are done with the show and they have like one or 200 extra calories, because their body's in like crazy starvation mode, it like immediately turns into fat. And like, I don't want that to happen to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no way. Like, I don't want that to happen to me. So um, that's when I started to learn and play with calorie cycling and calorie spiking, you know, just to find that like, there's are these, all these articles out there, everything from like, you know, eat this, not that to, you know, like Dr. Mark Hyman. And then obviously you're going to see something like that. in your more general places where you're probably going to see like, you know, like bodybuilding and, and performance athletes. What's weird about that is like all these, uh, all these different fitness people were literally showing this stuff to like, you know, soccer moms and and grandmas and stuff like that. And I was like, Hey, like, you know, if all these folks are doing, I might as well give it a shot too. Right. And so anyways, I, I, you know, I really kind of lost a good amount of weight there. 
However, I wasn't really where I wanted to be, right? Like I didn't, um, I didn't know what foods were hurting me, which ones were helping me. And I was still kind of like, you know, just kind of like throwing praise to a diet, which at the time was all, you know, paleo of which the tenants will are, are timeless. You know what I'm saying? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to mean like an all or nothing thing. Right. So for example, um, you know, obviously we all know we're not going to, don't want to eat chemicals, but in the same breath, you know, they don't, they also don't, uh, believe in eating, you know, like dairy, you know, and to be totally honest, like, yeah, I understand like, you know, dairy for a lot of us can have high inflammation markers, regardless of how much we eat or like it. Um, but in the end of the day, Hey man, I, I, I'm one of these folks, man. If look, if we go to the family barbecue and you want a piece of cheese on your hamburger, like I'm with you. Like, I don't think it makes you a bad person. You know what I'm saying? So I'm with you. It's all good. So anyway, that's what ultimately led me to keto. Okay. And, um, you know, long story short, I was super hesitant. I was still kind of brainwashed from the eighties on the whole fat thing. You know, I mean, now obviously it's, I mean, duh, right. You can't tell me that, you know, Crisco or like food shortening, which is basically like white axle grease from plants is the same thing as like, you know, a piece of salmon or a piece of avocado or a piece of walnuts, all of which have, you know, omega threes that are good for the heart, the eyes, the skin, the brain, you know, all kinds of other stuff, right? Like we live in a, um, a world now where you can just ask super common sense, five-year-old questions. I'm going to show you that here in a second. Okay. And so anyways, I got into keto and, um, yeah, man, I was there for a while, you know, and to be totally honest, I use a lot of these tenants to this day. I mean, especially if you heard the last, uh, you know, podcast, the seven, um, you know, secrets, um, you know, that'll make type two diabetics cry. I mean, like, I really mean that like keto, if it wasn't for keto, I probably wouldn't be free from doing a lot of weird dieting stuff in the first place. Okay. And here's why, like keto, as much as, you know, people get all into the, you know, low carb and like high fat and all this other stuff. Here's what it really did for me, at least is that allowed me to go to like super common sense basics. Right. So for example, if we know that as type two diabetics, Undeniably, it doesn't matter if we're like staring at case studies, watching keyboard warriors get crazy on YouTube videos or, you know, in like Facebook groups or whatever, right? Whether we're looking at case studies from around the world, or we walk into the ICU of our local hospital and we see people just like you and I dying from uncontrolled blood sugar, Right. We all know that as type 2 diabetics, if not controlled, high blood sugar can lead to everything from deaf, blind, you know, heart attack, kidney failure, stroke, um, you know, hypertension, right? And so it kind of like begs the question, like, okay, cool. Like, as a type 2 diabetic, I don't want to have high blood sugar, right? And what keto did is it really just kind of stared it right in the face, but like not really. And here's what I mean by that. It's like, hey, you know, like ketone, ketone, ketone. But you're like, okay, like, how do I get into a ketogenic place, right? So, like, what makes keto different, if you haven't already noticed, if you don't know anything about it, is that it's not like the Mediterranean diet, where you're eating, like, people in the Mediterranean area, or area, right? Or it's not like the Paleolithic era, paleo diet, where you're eating, like, people in the paleo era. Or it's not like vegan, where you're eating only plants. Or it's not like zero carb, where you're eating no plants. What makes keto different from all of these different diets is it's actually in the name, right? Keto as in like ketones or ketosis, right? You're like, what is 
ketosis. It's a physiology, right? It's a place where we basically, it's a fancy word for saying, we put our body in a place where our body changes, right? We go from burning glucose or glycogen in, you know, throughout the system and we exhaust it and burn out so much of it that the, our system says, Hey, look, like there's no more glucose or glycogen floating around, or at least not a lot. So we need another fuel. We need another, another substrate. We need something to burn. And it flips this switch and starts to burn fat. Okay. As it's source of fuel. Okay. Now, which makes it totally, you know, that's what makes it different. That's what makes keto keto. Okay. Now, what makes that so vitally powerful for a type two diabetic is that you're going right after the glucose, right? The only problem there is that, and here's why I feel all weird about it saying it like that is because a lot of people will make it into something about ketones and being a ketogenic state, which I was that guy. Okay. So to put things into perspective, I was scared um, of the whole fat thing and I didn't tell anybody that I was doing it. So, you know, how we get tested every 90 days, you know, for an A1C test, right? I put it off for 30 days, right? Cause I was still kind of, I was kind of scared. Right. And then that 30 days came and went and I put it off again. Okay. And then that 30 days came and went and I only had 30 days left. So I remained doing paleo and I pushed off keto again and I only ended up doing it for like three to like three and a half weeks. Okay. And uh, long story short, um, my provider at the time, I walk in there and she's like, what'd you do? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? And she's like, yeah, you know, your bad cholesterol is down. Your good cholesterol is up. And she goes, your blood sugar is totally normal. And I'm like, wait, what? You know, flew out of my chair and I'm just like, dude, I found the best diet ever, you know? And I was that dude who was banging his chest. Okay. I didn't start that way. I was stoked. I was surprised and I was totally stoked. And I remember walking out of that doctor's office like I was on cloud nine, like I'm the man, you know, like this is the best thing ever. And so anyways, I get out of there and uh, I'm stoked, you know, I'm just, I'm basically just living out the fact that I tried this thing and it wasn't supposed to work and it worked. And next thing you know, I just, I went crazy. I went, I started super dirty keto. I'm like, all right, this fat thing is awesome cheese and butter on everything. You know what I mean? And cheese tacos and cheese, cheese on chicken and super cheese on, you know, on a, on a, on a burger with, you know, a bunch of bacon and, and all this other stuff. Right. Well, naturally over time, you know, that kind of cleaned up, you know what I mean? I went from like, you know, dirty keto to cleaner keto and, and whole foods keto. And, and really even before, um, I know that, you know, there's a doctor by the name of Dr. Will Cole. If you listen to the keto podcast, Jimmy Moore on the doctor, there's a guy by the name of Will Cole on there who pushes what's called a ketotarian diet, you know, and he has a, he has a practice in which he actually applies these things to, you know, type two diabetics, phenomenal work, by the way. I like that guy's work. I like both their work. Um, and so, you know, I kind of like when I was that guy, as weird as it sounds, I, I took that same nerding out thing on the ketogenic diet, you know, and I just nerding out, nerding out, nerding out. And I was, I was that guy that would like beat his chest. And the more that I got into it, the more that I had like this, you know, confirmation bias, 
if I could be totally honest, right? Because I, I was like, I didn't believe it. And then I did it and then it worked. And then the more that I looked in there, the more that I was researching stuff and, and you're like quoting, you know, this diet guru or, you know, sharing that post, which, you know, I got from this other diet guru guy. And it just made me feel good about what I was doing, to be totally honest, you know, and a lot of that stuff, there are obviously a lot of priceless tenants in there that are a hundred percent true, undeniably true and priceless, you know, more than anything. However, I started to lose sight. You know what I mean? I started to lose sight and then it got to the point where I was just banging my chest so hard that obviously I'd crossed the finish line a while back and it was like, after a while, I was like, what next, dude? You know what I mean? Like, and what am I doing? And I really got, got to a place where um, after I started asking myself what's next, I did zero carb, okay? And it completely blew up in my face, okay? And it sucked. Like, if you've never done an extremely one-sided diet and had it completely blow up in your face, I'll tell you right now, it totally sucks, okay? Because that happened to me doing vegan, and then it happened to me again doing zero carb. And, like, how and why, I totally explained it in the 21-day challenge, so if you want to hear that, you can go there, but I'm not going to get into it now. However, it, it changed things, you know? Like, at the end of the day, I really wanted to be myself, and to be totally honest, like when I look back, every single diet had something good that I could take from it. And if I could be real honest with you, looking back and like looking at myself in the mirror, it was almost like high school. Okay. And here's what I mean by that. Like, you know how you go to high school and you're like, you find like you have like a favorite song or you have like a favorite car or you have like a favorite restaurant. And at the time you swear up and down that you're like willing to bet the world. Like, dude, this is the best thing ever. This is the best place ever. Like nothing and nobody can ever touch this. Right? Well, what changed everything was that I experienced that through all these different diets, right? And at the end of the day, two things, right? One, I wanted to be myself. And two, I there were all these good things that came from these diets. Like, for example, when I did the whole vegan thing, I don't eat that way. It's definitely not an all plants or nothing approach for me. However, you know, if we look at the vitamin, um, you know, content, the nutrient content of plants, um, sure, they're easy to eat, low calorie, high nutrient values, you know? So like big bang for the buck, like whatever, you know? Um, and actually eating clean when I did the whole paleo thing and even into the, um, you know, keto thing, it really kind of cleansed my palate, it sharpened my taste buds. And when that happened, um, my appreciation for quality food like went through the roof, right? Like who doesn't want, who doesn't like a good meal, right? And same with, uh, you know, like paleo. You know what I mean? Getting away from, from, from processed stuff. Like, like I said, man, it changed everything. And then, you know, keto, right? Understanding all these different tenants, numbers equal numbers, right? Like not all fats are the same. Not all carbs are the same. Not all proteins are the same. And simply by using like a numbers like approach, you can literally just start to reverse engineer the success behind a lot of these diets, 
right? And then not only that, like when we understand that those numbers equal numbers and we start to test something like go directly to our blood sugar, um, you know, it, it, we don't have to, at least for, I know for a lot of us, um, we don't have to jump through all those hoops. In fact, you know, I was sharing in this one, um, group, you know, like, Hey, you know, like here's a real simple thing, right? So if you really want to be able to cut the mustard, right. And here's kind of how it happened to me is that, you know, I was, I was, when I was doing keto is when it really was sort of dawn on me and I slipped and I had way too much protein. Um, you know, my blood sugars were normal. I just picked up a blood, blood monitor. My blood sugars were normal. Um, one time I overate, um, you know, uh, Brussels sprouts, right. And, uh, yeah, you know, probably miles from ketosis, but at the same time, like blood sugars were totally normal, you know? And here's now why I say that 2020, I know this long lead up is better than any year in the past, you know, and especially why it's only going to get better moving forward. Okay. I say all that because here's the deal. Now with things like Facebook or like, even like, even if you don't want to go on Facebook, because even Facebook is kind of weird, depending on what groups you're in, you know, some people have like this weird holier than thou mentality and some of them are awesome. I'm in, I'm in group, I'm in members of all that stuff and, uh, and I've been kicked out of members or, you know, groups of like all that, all that kind too, you know? And, uh, anyways, I say this because, um, we're, we now live in a day and age where we can literally find somebody in one of these dietary groups and ask them questions, right? Like, how did you do it? Like, what steps did you take? Right. And the hard part I'll tell you right now is, you know, when it comes to Facebook, it's not all that strong. Sometimes you'll have some people, you know, explain it all. A lot of times you're going to just get stuff like, you know, diet and exercise or keto forever, dude, or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, which doesn't really help anybody. Right. However, what makes it vastly night and day different. Okay is that you don't have to go down some weird tangled web either. Okay. So what makes 2020 better than any year before. Okay. I'll tell you right now is going to be the simplicity, the speed and the connection. Okay. And here's what I mean. Okay. When I say the speed and the simplicity. Okay. We can all now go onto something free like meetup.com, okay? A, a website dedicated where people of similar interests come together, okay? So if you like poetry readings, if you like knitting, if you like kickboxing, if you like paleo, if you like WordPress, if you like YouTube, if you like jazz guitar, whatever it is, you can stick it in there if you like walking dogs. You know, there's going to be a group for it, right? And anyway, you can literally go to a lot of these different dietary groups. It doesn't matter if it's low carb or paleo or keto or vegan or Mediterranean or whatever. You can literally look up these groups, right? And here's what I mean by simplicity, okay? And speed, okay? You can literally look up one of these groups and ask 
the person holding the group. If it's not a type two diabetic group to start with, just like, let's say it's, it's a vegan group or a keto group. You can ask them, Hey, do you guys have any type two diabetics in there? Right. And let's say I try the one in orange County and it's like, yeah. Or like, let's say we'll try the one in LA County and it's like, no, or whatever it is. You can like find one, right. I can go there. Right. And here's the deal. I can literally just shake hands with that person. And unlike back when I was, you know, diagnosed, it's not like you're waiting to hear from meet some guy in the movies. Like, no, it's totally different. You can now walk up to that person and ask them simple, like five-year-old questions, right? Like five-year-old questions, like who, what, when, where, and why, right? So for example, you go up to another person in these type two diabetic groups and you can literally ask them, like, for example, what is your secret, right? What were the first steps that you took to, you know, get where you are now? What was the first thing that you looked for that told you that you were making progress, right? And also we can ask the other side of the coin questions too. Like what were your biggest challenges, right? And how did you overcome them, right? So for example, we ask super what, when, why, how, and whatever questions, right? And in a matter of minutes, if we could literally shortcut years, years of trial and error, years of beating ourselves up. And a lot of times, a lot of folks like you and I were happy to share, you know, what's worked. You know what I mean? And it's really that simple. And not only that, like, here's the other part of that, right? I literally just recently shared a post where... Um, you know, I was talking about a, uh, I was shared it on Instagram and here's the, basically here's the deal. Um, my wife and I, we got our garage done and in getting quotes, um, this guy comes by to give us a, you know, to give us an estimate and he sees my shirt and he asked me, he's like, Hey, like, what does your shirt say? And, uh, you know, long story short, I was a type two diabetic shirt. And so anyways, long story short, um, the guy goes on to tell me like, you know, about how his, um, how his wife is diabetic, how his mom was diabetic, um, you know, God bless her heart was cause you know, she's passed and how his wife is following all the directions that her doctor had given her. Okay. Basically, you know, take X, Y, Z drugs when it gets quote unquote too low, go ahead and, uh, you know, drink some juice, spike it back up. And she's on this roller coaster of highs and lows, like this crazy, roller coaster of ups and downs. Okay. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, now she's pretty much on her way to dialysis. Right. And that, if you don't know my story, like that's kind of how my grandfather died, you know? And, um, it reminded me, I told him about a buddy of mine by the name of George, you know, and George's story is awesome. You know, wonderful guy. Um, unfortunately he was on that same path. He had a doctor that cared. However, the doctor wasn't giving him all the best advice, I should say. And the reason why I say that is because it led him to going to dialysis. When he went to dialysis, got a new doctor, got a nephrologist, which is fancy words for a kidney doctor. And then when that kidney doctor saw him, put him a whole new diet and, you know, really helped him. He's doing a lot better, you know, a lot, lot better. And, um, it just kind of makes you wonder like, man, like if he would have met that second doctor first, he probably wouldn't be in the position that he's in. Um, you know, this gentleman, George, when I met him, 
uh, man, he's jacked, you know, just good looking guy, super muscular. And I'm talking about, he's old enough to be older than my dad, you know, wonderful guy, wonderful guy. And I remember seeing him just, he's super shredded. And I remember walking up to him being like, man, like, sir, if I could look half as good as you at your age, I think I'd have life figured out. Right. And all of a sudden this guy just stops me. He's like, hold on, wait a minute. He runs outside, comes back in with a picture and a pair of pants. Okay. Tells me to hold the picture. And he's like, have you seen my friend? And it's this big dude, big dude. Okay. And I'm like, what? And I look at the face. And I'm like, dude, it's him. I look up and he's holding up these pants and these pants, you know, they look like a drag parachute. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Right. So anyways, um, this was a guy that his doctor told him, gave him directions and he followed him, you know? And then he went to another doctor and his other doctor helped him. You know, the hard, the crazy part. And the reason why I say it's so much better is that we don't have to go through that anymore. Right. Um, when I say simplicity, it's as easy as this is, you know, like you go to a doctor and they give you like a referral for like an eye specialist or a foot specialist or whatever. Right. Well, it kind of goes the same way, right? Like we literally ask our doctor if, if and when we look around and even if we throw like, you know, dietary this or that out the window and we just look at the entire spectrum, okay, from the, from the raw vegan side to the eat nothing but animal side, right? Like in every other diet in between, you know, paleo, Pritikins, Mediterranean, um, you know, Dr. You know, Diamato's blood type diet, Dr. Bernstein's, you know, diabetes solution, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman's blood sugar solution, you know, put all these diets up in there. Right. And, um, when we look at all the lives saved from across the board, there's a huge spectrum, right? So now regardless of, you know, diet this or diet that just knowing that it exists, we can now literally walk up to our doctor and ask a really simple question like, hey, how many type 2 diabetics have you helped to the point where they're not going down the same path of death? Right? Like a super simple, it's a straightforward question, right? Because we have our lives on the line, right? And if they say none, it's not a bad thing. Maybe they just haven't experienced it yet. And we could be like, okay, cool. Can you please refer me to someone who has? Right? <laughs> Same way that I get an eye referral, a foot referral, you know? And I say that because your health is far more important, far more precious than anybody's ego. Okay, because the truth of the matter is, is we now live in a day and an age where we can now go online and like not only meet people, more importantly, and I'll put the uh, link in the show notes, we can go on to things like the NIH access, you know, public access to the U.S. Library of Medicine. Okay, and like this library has access to all these other annals, studies, you know, um, all these different reports and scientific research from around the world, you know, and, um, 
it's crazy because what was once like behind a veil, right? Behind a veil, we can now access for free. And the reason why I say that was so huge is when you look at the top of the food chain, sure, you're going to have all the, you know, these different doc- doctors with biases. Okay. However, for some of them, those biases were formed because they keep trying to set their own diet on fire instead of like putting it up on a pedestal. They're saying, oh yeah, okay, like we're going to treat a metabolic disease with, I don't know, let's just say vegan or Mediterranean or paleo or, you know, keto, whatever. All right, wonderful. Let's put some parameters out there and let's test it and let's see what happens. Let's, you know, let's put the diet to the test, right? And instead of now holding it on a pedestal, they're going to subjectively look at ways to see if there's holes there. And that's huge. Like that's a level of honesty and vulnerability that a lot of the people on the front lines pumping their chest about their diet usually don't have the guts to do, you know, at least I know I didn't, you know what I'm saying? It just made me feel good about what I was doing and I would bang my chest and be totally honest. The more that I was banging my chest to be totally straight with you. I had no real clue, man. <laughs> I was just retreat. I was just repeating what sounded good to me. You know what I'm saying? What made me feel good about what I was doing. But if you were to ever stop me doing any of those diets and said, Davis, what are your numbers right now? Uh, I'd be like, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and we don't have to go through that anymore. In fact, the reason why I say we have speed like none other, right? Um, we now have these glucose monitors where you could push a button and see if what they're saying is real, right? So if, you know, Dr. XYZ, you know, the, the diet guru guy, you know, they make all these, you know, videos online and, you know, do all this other stuff and they put podcasts out like me, right? Just like me. And I'm like them, right? Um, we now live in a day and an age where, if it comes out of their mouth, anybody can literally just stick the food in their mouth and then push a button and right then and there and be like, oh, nope, sorry, sir. You know what I mean? Either one of two things. Either A, you know, you read off some case study, which is great for a big round of people. But at the end of the day, like, what does it mean for me? Right? Like if I wasn't using the case study and they're not using, you know, me as a baseline, like, what does that say about my baseline? doesn't say anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, it shows maybe good statistics, right? Um, you know, but it's like gambling at the end of the day, right? I mean, Hey, look, if you have a 70% chance of, you know, tripling your money at the roulette wheel, does that mean that you're going to go ahead and take your life savings and put on the roulette wheel? Like, you know, probably not. Right now, the crazy thing about money and type two diabetes is that like with money, Anybody who was alive in the 2008 crash will tell you that today their portfolio doesn't look like what it did back then. It probably looked like Harry Carey back then, right? It probably looked like it looked crazy. Where what makes type 2 diabetes different is that if we spin the die, if we spin the, you know, spin the wheel and it doesn't plan out 
and we lose an eyeball, having a heart attack or whatever, like there's no promise that it's going to come back, you know? And I say that because, yeah, like I, I'm a big believer now more than anything in full transparency. If someone's going to like make a claim, I think that they need to put it out there. And in today's world, that's really where we're headed. And that's why I say like, it's only going to get better. Like not only if, whether you're just diagnosed, you're struggling or whatever, not only with the touch of a button, can you now start to connect with yourself with people that have been in the same situation, right? You can also connect yourself with people that, you know, are in a similar situation. Like if you go to like some of these Facebooks and Facebook groups and people share their story and you know, the people in the group will ask them, so how exactly did you did it? And they'll do it. And they're like, Hey, you know, like X, Y, Z diet and exercise, dude. Like, duh. Right. You can actually, a lot of times go in that group, click the messenger and then ask them specifically and be like, Hey, my name is Davis. You know, at one time I weighed like 300 and some odd pounds and I smoked a bunch of cigarettes and I heard your story about being morbidly obese and smoking cigarettes and being crazy out of shape and not being able to work out for more than like, you know, 30 seconds at a time. Like, Hey man, what was the first couple of steps that you took? Right. Or for example, if you can go back to when you were at your deepest, darkest, most struggling times, what would be the three things that you would tell yourself to do to turn it around and make it as easy as possible? right? Super, super, super simple. And the beautiful thing about that is, is that's just the connection side, right? That speed, that ability to touch those people are right there. And if you want to do it face to face, awesome. There's groups like meetup. Some of these other groups, if you listen to some of these podcasts and some of these different, you know, Facebook groups, they have get togethers where they all meet like at a restaurant and stuff like that. Dude, just show up and be like, Hey, I want to stuff my face too. I want to make friends and I want to see how you did it. Okay. I'll tell you right now, if you go to a restaurant and let's say it's, I don't know, anywhere from 10 to 40 bucks and you can literally have somebody shortcut what they had to go through the ups and the downs over three, four, five, six, seven years of trying to figure it all out. I don't know. Take a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? I'm cool. You know what I mean? Like, why not? You know, um, I don't want to lose, you know, like that time off my life of banging my head against a rock if I don't have to. Right. Super, super simple. Um, you know, and the other part there is like the technology for us is only going to get better. Oh man, it's only going to get better. Right. Um, I mean, people, that's the whole reason, part of the reason why I, I started this whole podcast. Um, it's not so much about me as much as it is about, taking other people who've also crossed over and putting it out there as fast as possible. Right? So it kills the folklore. And when you actually hear the stories of these people, like they're not doctors and scientists and, and you know, D one collegiate athletes who went to the Olympics. A lot of these folks are just regular folks. You know, perfect example is my brother-in-law. Okay. Um, you know, big Jojo, he started out like 430, 450. Okay. He still weighs like 400 pounds. He got his A1C down to like a five, three. He still weighs 400 pounds, hundred percent drug free. Like who else could say that? You know, not a lot of people, 
you know, which is why I share this information. Cause man, like it doesn't have to be nowhere near as hard as a lot of people make it to be, you know? And so anyways, I absolutely hope that serves you well. Um, if it did, by all means, please be sure to, you know, go ahead and share this information with someone and, you know, I'll definitely see you in the next one and know right now, look, whether you're just diagnosed, been struggling for years or whatever, my heart is absolutely with you. You have every single thing that it takes to crush type two diabetes on your own terms. Don't ever let anyone ever take that from you and you got this. All right. And I'll see you in the next one later.